All right, so one thing I kind of like about uh, this going through random old TV shows is uh, just the weird little rabbit holes and connections and stuff we go down that things connect to other things in weird, unexpected ways, and it's kind of neat. So for this week, I still have just the list of when we were looking over just random shows. If there was something with a particularly weird or interesting name, you know, I made my little list of those. So I was still looking through that. And one of them is Fabian of the Yard, <laughs> which I don't know why that stood out to us, but apparently oh, it did. Fabian of the Yard. I wonder if it's, it must be Scotland. Yeah, so it's based on the real-life memoirs of Scotland Yard detective Robert Fabian, and it was a BBC show, aired in the mid-50s. But right away, I got, uh, I don't know, just sent off on a different path. Because the first thing that the wiki article said is this is the earliest British police procedural and it shares many commonalities with the U.S. series Dragnet. So I was like, all right, why don't we do Fabian of the Yard next week and let's do Dragnet then. Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, if this show is based on yeah. Dragnet. So instead, we're going to do Dragnet. Okay. <laughs> and spoilers for next is week. Is Dragnet the one that starts to dun, 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 some some very ominous music like that? And the, uh, yeah, like Dragnet's one of those things I've never seen it, but I feel like I have because it's like the following stories are true. Only yeah. the names have been changed to protect the innocent. Right. And I think I, I didn't see Dragnet as a, as, a, as a kid, young person. But I've seen it, I'm sure, as an adult, like old, old shows, you know. And uh, and it's been around forever. There's a lot of different versions. It actually seems like this 50s version is not as famous, maybe, as the later Dragnets. But uh, Dragnet, based on radio, of course, just like always. And uh, they're both created by Jack Webb, who was the star of it. And uh, it led to... Oh, yeah, dark-haired guy. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think I know who he is, too. So it had uh, many follow-up shows and movies, and is perhaps the most influential police procedural in media history. <laughs> so you can't argue with that. And so we're watching Dragnet, not Fabian of the Yard. Yeah, we'll do Fabian next week okay. and see how it does connect, how the British Dragnet, you know, <laughs> how, how they connect. What's kind of interesting with the radio thing is, so this main guy, Jack Webb, they brought in a lot of the same people who were on the radio show including him, but he didn't want to try to act on TV. He felt pretty confident about radio, but he's like, I don't want to do the TV thing, but the uh, he was popular and stuff, so the producers convinced him to do it. And then once he got comfortable with it, his character Joe Friday was on every single version of Dragnet ever until 1982. They were about to make another one with him, and he died. <laughs> so so once he got on that TV box, man, Joe he... Uh, Friday. Oh, yeah. Okay, I know exactly who this guy is. And just in case you're curious, uh, a dragnet is a systematic search for someone or something, especially criminals or criminal activity. Yeah, I would have thought, when I think of dragnet, I think of dragging in the river. That kind right. of stuff. I mean, I think that is literally where it comes from. But in as far as police go, yeah, it can mean it, it can mean almost anything because there are examples. Up a perimeter to catch the crook. Right, but also uh, like widespread DNA tests would be a dragnet, which is significantly <laughs> more highfalutin than just stopping people on the road. But yeah, it's just one of those names I never thought about twice. I never knew what it meant. And I'll be kind of curious to see how this goes because. Uh, Jack Webb's aims were for realism and unpretentious acting. So that'll just, you know, because we have seen pretty much the gamut of uh, totally goofball, you know, Gracie Allen nonsense to 
like even just last week, the acting was pretty low key, pretty realistic and stuff. So, but every once in a while, you'd get somebody like that gal that was on the stand who was definitely over the top. Right. So we'll see. Since uh, I mean, it's it's good to hear that Dragnet was aiming to be unpretentious and realistic. That's a good sign, you know, because yeah, it doesn't seem like at this point anyone's going to stumble upon that by accident, unless. Well, that's what's interesting with last week with the the Dumont court show. Maybe they were just kind of. Uh, tired out and underpaid <laughs> and that's why they came off so realistic <laughs> as, as uh, people in the court but yeah so I'm curious to see how Dragnet goes uh, and this series ran from 1951 to 1959 on NBC and this, this again will be interesting to see how the British one goes versus the American one because the British one only ran for two years and I assume probably only had about six episodes a year because they already were doing that in England where this fucking thing ran 276 episodes. So that's nearly 40 episodes per year. Wow, that's yeah. almost one. Wow, that'd be like one every week and couple of days. Yeah, so I mean, that's it's way too many. <laughs> so, wow. <laughs> so it's just funny that even back then, like the lines were drawn. Like Britain was like, we're going to do small series and try to make them good. And America was like, just, man, we got ads to fill. Yeah. And this thing is popular, so we're going to run it right to death. <laughs> yeah, even more so. Like, even now, I think it's more common for TV shows to be about 20 or so per year. Not 40, but maybe, like, the idea of reruns wasn't established yet. They just thought they had to make a new one every week. <laughs> and the other thing is, you wouldn't have had the number of commercials in the early 50s that you do now, where yeah. like a, th a good third of the show is commercials. In these days, your commercials would be very short-lived, very short. So you'd, you would have to plan for probably a good 50 minutes, 50, 50 to 55 minutes of viewing time. And not like today when they, you know, what is it, 30 minutes, 40 minutes? Even uh, your hour? Speaking of commercials, that's one thing that's been kind of interesting is obviously TV has kind of uh, evolved into YouTube, basically. I mean, even these things we're watching all mostly come from YouTube. And it was interesting at first because YouTube didn't really have commercials. And then they had very limited commercials. Like compared to TV, YouTube commercials were nothing. It's like, okay, a little 15 second commercial in the middle of the video. That's not too bad. But there's been just a gross number of commercials lately, like excessive on YouTube. So I looked into it and apparently it is like since coronavirus started and everyone's inside and everyone's watching YouTube and there just is no legitimate competitor to YouTube because it's already free. So they could just crank up the commercials. And like at this point, I don't know if YouTube has more commercials than TV, but it might. It's getting close. And it's so sneaky how that happened. <laughs> it just kind of crept up and it's like, all right. I mean, it not like it was easy. Like YouTube has been a financial disaster ever since it started. And it cost a billion dollars for Google to buy it. Like it's not cheap. But now they're on top of the heap. They're so blatant with commercials. They don't even try to hide them like they used to in the old days. Like in the old days, you'd start watching a show, let's say a movie. And it would go for probably almost 15 minutes before a commercial came on. Then when the commercial came on, they were very short. You might get a minute of them. As the show went on, because I timed it one night, by the time you were at the end of the show, you got maybe three minutes of show and five minutes of commercial because they had you hooked. Yeah. Well, now they don't even bother with that. It's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, the show's just starting. We're just going to run the whole gamut of commercials for you. So That's they're, very, gross. they're just blatant now. They, they don't even try that old trick of trying to catch you with the hook. 
But anyway, the other extra bonus where I was like, oh yeah, we definitely should do Dragnet this week, is there's quite a few Dragnets kicking around on the internet. But this one, it's a 1954 episode called The Big Boys, and it apparently features a young Leonard Nimoy. So that's a double bonus. Okay. So we've got to keep our eyes peeled for Leonard Nimoy. All right. Yeah, and I think Fabian of the Yard, if I remember right, it was a pretty decent quality. This one is not. This is quite low quality, but what can you do? Yeah, there's the music. Da, 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 da. The police squad. That's all I think of. So that was uh, weirder than I thought it was going to be. It was not quite like what I expected. I mean, I guess, like I was saying, you can definitely tell uh, the radio roots. A lot of just talking, you know. Yeah, they could have uh, They could have made this. Was this half an hour? I think like 25 minutes, but it had the commercials cut out. So. Yeah, okay. Because uh, if you took a lot of that talking out and a lot of that, but then you'd miss out on the character development and the all those scenes with the drunk that went on for quite a long while yeah and there was like i just kind of assumed it would uh have some kind of a lame fight scene or gunfight at the end but uh but it didn't but maybe that's part of them going for like a more realistic portrayal of police work is probably most of the time you just arrest people right <laughs> it's probably yeah, not a and big probably thing probably there's a lot of talk going on and people kind of dicking you around and that so and they did that <laughs> So yeah, it was like my very first impression was that it was going to be sort of a hard-boiled Mickey Spillane kind of thing. Because everyone was like, the, here it is. Here's the city. Here's where I work. I'm a cop. But uh, but then they did loosen it up pretty quick with just, they weren't funny jokes, but at least they were making jokes and like laughing and stuff. Yeah, a little light humor like you would have in real life where somebody kind of, you say something and somebody makes a little smart-ass remark. <laughs> Yeah, because I think I've brought it up before, but uh, that's always been one of my pet peeves with TV in general is like, like with sitcoms, like I was saying how no one ever laughs at Chandler's jokes in Friends. The guy made jokes for 10 years that were hilarious and no one ever laughed, you know? So I like that here, yeah, it's like they're a little more natural. They actually just make jokes at work and stuff. And then I guess what I really didn't expect, but I wonder, it's probably a fairly normal thing because it happened twice in this episode is the wacky clerks <laughs> that they had to deal with. Like, they're basically just, there's these four people. One of them was Leonard Nimoy, although he really, I don't even know if he said anything. Very small part. But just these these four guys who uh, were on a streak of robbing and stealing cars and stuff. And uh, they're just trying to track them down. And each hotel they go to, to like, were they here? You know, when did they check out? What alias does, aliases did they use? They just keep bumping into weird eccentric characters, <laughs> which I mean was it was okay. It did kind of spice it up a little bit, but uh, but I am surprised. I expected it to just be very dry, more just dry police talk. But like the first guy was kind of deaf, but he had his own. He had one of those like it's like from a gramophone, like that you put in your ear. It looks like a big. Uh, like, what do they call those in, like, the Alps and stuff where people are just blowing into those big horns? <laughs> like, that's what it looks like, but, you know, yeah. just sticks it in his ear. And, yeah, just the dumb jokes about, like, uh, 
I, I can't even remember anymore, but he just, just misunderstand everything they were saying. And the guy with the vacuum cleaner, they're all yelling over the vacuum cleaner when they could have just said to Buddy, turn that off. Yeah. This is police business. Turn that off. But they didn't. They let him boogie along there, and they were yelling back and forth, and then they find out that the clerk was deaf anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so definitely weird. And then uh, at least though that kind of went quickly, the next guy was drunk, was super drunk. And he did do a pretty good job because that's always one of those things they always say is like one of the hardest things to do is to act drunk because you can tell when an actor's trying to act drunk, whereas in real life, people, you know, try to not act drunk when they're drunk. <laughs> you know, it's like it's, it's a hard line to walk. So this guy did a pretty good job, but he was in like 10 minutes of the episode. He, but was, like, he, was, he, was, imp- they, he was the one that was the connection between the crooks who were coming back to get this stuff. And them, so yeah. he that was that was probably the climax of the show right there, and so you had to kind of build it up a little bit and have them hiding in the closet in the bleach that was in the closet. And all, yeah, you know? yeah. Well, it was just funny just how much like that they. I assumed that guy would be similar to the first guy, like a few jokes and then let's get this guy out of the way. But yeah, he just kept popping up. <laughs> like they knew these guys had checked into this hotel and they left their luggage, so they were definitely coming back. So the cops just hide in the linen closet, and the drunk clerk just keeps. Come into the linen closet. <laughs> Keeps barging in like, how much do you guys pay for this room? This isn't a good room to be in. And they're like, get out of here, you. We're trying to, <laughs> we're trying to stake out this place. And then they've got the little dog in the closet with them. <laughs> and uh, after they arrest the first two guys, and he keeps coming to the closet telling them that it's okay, you can come out now, the dog's gone. Yeah. <laughs> and they keep saying, no, no, the dog's in here with us. And that goes back and forth like it would with some drunk where you just can't kind of get through to the guy. Yeah, it does kind of remind me of when I worked uh, the graveyard shift at this coffee shop in Vancouver and you're just dealing with just drunk guys coming in all night that just want to buy coffee and stuff and yeah it's like and they just never shut up yeah and there's no talking to them it's just yeah it's just nonsense and then the actual police part of it was uh, surprisingly low-key they basically just hid in the linen closet until all of the perpetrators came back to get their luggage and then arrested them one by one and then uh, that was it they uh at the end, you get the little voiceover that says, yeah, we took them to court. They were guilty as shit. And uh, nice police work done once again. The high point of the show was definitely the part that was in the hotel with the drunk. Yeah. And them setting up the, the deal where they were going to catch the crooks. And I wonder if in, in those shows, maybe that's how they, they developed the show to a point when that's like the central part. Or maybe they start with the central part and then they add those little parts on, like the the beginning leading up to it and then the end when the guys get arrested and go to court. Because they're, they're kind of like little afterthoughts. Oh, we're arrested now. Okay, now it's time to go to court. And, and that's very quick. Yeah. So it's weird. It's like, I mean, I think it was pretty well done. Like they definitely hit what they were trying to do of like, let's sort of try to unglamorize police work a little let's try to make it a little bit realistic like really you just you just go hit the beat you talk to people you gather information you arrest people there's not a big gunfight there's not a bunch of crazy dramatics it's just a thing throw in some wacky clerks to make the show more fun and probably because i mean that probably is a big part of being a policeman too is like me dealing with these drunks at the coffee shop i bet they have to deal with crazy street bums and nutso people and, and just like people and all this yeah. and, and they certainly covered it in this one so it's like they definitely seems like if that was the plan of like let's try to show a little more realistically what it's like to be a cop and try to put put police in a better light and like you know here they are they're just people doing their job but on the other hand, I don't know that I would go out of my way to watch this every week. Like, it doesn't 
Because it was kind of like, what the hell is this show? <laughs> like, it's just. <laughs> I think you might watch it. Um, or if I did, I'd watch it for the wacky side characters. Yeah. Certainly not for the by the books police work. Although, for people that are kind of interested in what goes on in, I mean, these apparently are true stories that they have dramatized. So if you're kind of into that, like reading true crime and. In this era, there would have been a whole slew of magazines out with true murders, true crime, that kind of stuff. And there's all kinds of people who just buy into that because it's it's a real thing. It's not something that was made up. It's not fiction. Right. So, yeah, yeah, I could see people watching it and say, gee, I wonder what the real drama, the real crime was tonight. But I guess that's what's funny about this is uh, maybe because they did 40 episodes a year. But like most true crime stuff nowadays, that is it is crazy popular. But it's still you know it's usually vicious stuff like yeah. like murders and vicious assaults and all this stuff. Now this was pretty. I mean this was some robbery. Yeah. Not that not that that's not serious, but it certainly isn't as serious as beating the shit out of somebody or killing somebody or disposing of bodies and then they've got to search all that out with DNA and all that business. This was just. These guys had stolen some cars, and I guess they had done a little bit of robbery and stores and that kind of stuff. And yeah, just to make them even less vicious, like they didn't fight back. As soon as they uh, got caught, they just, they just gave up. They just gave up, and they had a tiny, cute puppy with them. Because <laughs> I guess in real life, maybe these four guys did as well. So yeah, just just a strange show, I guess. It's weird. I can't really complain. So yeah, just to wrap up, then I guess just uh, next week we'll watch Fabian of the Yard and. Uh, you know, do a comparison. Yeah, see how yeah. see how the Brits took this basic formula and uh, Scotland yarded it up. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess we'll see.